the Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. And how are you doing today, listeners? I hope you're finding some joy in your day. If you are a new listener to this podcast, welcome. As a listener, you have access to my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to attract your ideal holistic clients. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com, scroll down, and enter your name and email address today. And moving on to today's episode. So since I started this podcast, I really wanted to do an episode on how to use crystals in therapy. I've used a little bit, dabbled some in it, but I don't have a whole lot of information. (laughs) So that's why I wanted to find a guest. So I'm really excited to present to you today's guest, Teresa Cox-Mail. She's an active member of my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, and she's a native North Carolinian. She is married and has five cats. She's been a counselor for nearly 30 years. She's been at LCMHC since 2014. Since she was a teenager, she's been fascinated by alternative spirituality and belief systems. She has read tarot cards intuitively for most of her life. She's a Reiki master, hypnotherapist, EMDR and EMDR flash practitioner. Welcome to the podcast, Teresa. Hi, thank you, Chris. So glad you could be here today. So can you share with my listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work? Sure. Um, I have always wanted to be a hypnotherapist, but, um, you know, I just have this belief that the universe opens a door when it's time to make a change. And um, And that's the truth. Yeah. And um, so I got my um, license. Let's see, it used to be LPC, LPCA. Lots of it's confusing time. for us in North yes, Carolina. <laughs> I know, I, I can't quite, my mind can't wrap around it, but 2014, I had an intuition to get my LPC, so I did, and then two, late, two years later, they laid me off at the community college. Oh, no. And if I had not gotten my license, I might have been stranded, but um, then everything that I applied for, didn't I just couldn't get hired until I particular till I um joined Valley Center for Life Enrichment and Run It Rapids and that's honestly the only job and I must apply for 50 um uh, yeah, wow. that, that I got and um I worked I've been worked there for the last five years and now I'm transitioning to um Thrive Mind Counseling and Wellness in Jacksonville for telehealth. Um but the pandemic's brought on a lot of different changes and all. Um, but anyhow, so because I got that, the um, licensed clinical mental health counselor, I was eligible to take, um, become a certified um, hypnotherapist uh, through the North Carolina Counseling Association. Uh, and so I've been doing that for 
three years now. And there's several different hypnosis techniques that I do, but I also do the uh, virtual gastric bypass and uh, smoking cessation and uh, trauma-focused hypnosis uh, treatments. So you have a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of this has happened like over five years. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of trainings too. Yes, pandemic has slowed me down, but uh, I I uh, incorporate uh, Reiki, aromatherapy, crystals, um, just a little bit of everything, and it's and I I do similar type layering of spirituality with my with my self in my daily life but particularly in the weekend I do some he- heavy uh self-care routines to make sure I stay on point uh with my clients absolutely that's where it all starts as the foundation is that self-care for us yeah so and I had burned out as a counselor before back in 1999 but, oh, okay um, so over the last 20 years I've really worked hard on developing self-care routine so that wouldn't happen again yeah that makes sense so let's let's uh go back to when did you start using crystals um probably when i was in grad school um i was in at east carolina university uh studying vocational rehabilitation counseling and um met people in the greenville area um who were into new age healing um Crystals, dream work, um, past life regressions, Reiki, just anything uh, new and different. And I just found that really fascinating because I've always been a um, spiritual journey or just always been fascinated by other spiritualities and wanted to like create my own special thing. But I got real interested in crystals and me and a friend experimented with like doing uh relaxations because at that time I wasn't you know rest, uh license uh, not licensed but um I wasn't yeah. trained in hypnotism at the time but you know it's not that much to it really so we would relax and we would do different types of uh, healing work and she showed me a type of energy work called uh Marielle which is very similar to Reiki so really I've been doing a form of Reiki for um, over 30 years as well. Um, and so we would energize ourselves and, and just basically, um, if you know anything about Reiki healing, we just would, um, go through, put crystals on, um, the, uh, each chakra area and down to the feet. And, um, it was nothing else. It was soothing. It felt good. We would choose, different uh, stones and crystals to do um, different types of things like you would want amethyst or moonstone moon yeah moonstone uh, on your third eye which you know between the eyes or your crown chakra which is top of your head um, and um, red for like the solar plexus area um, would be like a red cornelian um, a um, good stone for the back would be just be a um, solid, uh, you know, uh, crystal. Um, so, you know, different things like that and using visualization to 
connect to grounding, which is usually the best thing, is to imagine yourself as a tree and imagine roots coming down from your feet into the earth, your arms up to the air as branches. And the stones just enhance that, um, I don't know, that sense of well-being and connection with yourself and with the earth and with spirit. I love how you use the tree metaphor too for people to really connect with that. Yeah, it's it's long time been my favorite. Do you like tree pose? <laughs> oh yes. And uh, not real good at it, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I try. Yeah. So is there a difference in how you use them in the past compared to how you use them now? Yeah. Yeah, because I can't exactly explain to my clients, you know, why they need to lay down on my Reiki table and let me put stones around that would kind of seem kind of weird. So what I do now is um, I do an environmental enhancement with stones. Um, And I have some really large stones in my home. And it really feels, I mean, my home really feels very energized because I've got stones throughout the house. And then when I do telehealth, I just feel more energized and connected with myself and with spirit. Um, Just with the ambience of aromatherapy and the meditations that I do, the stones I have around the house. I also um, order like packets of stones from Amazon. You can get pieces of uh, stones and you can that you can give the people you don't they don't have to believe everything but it it makes them feel special if their therapist uh, gives them um, a stone like an amulet and it's a a good wish you know Um, but my favorite stone to give the clients is selenite selenite is very spiritually empowering and protecting and um it's just I've been using it for about 15 years now, in particular around my house. I put it in the corners of the house, um, you know, visualize a connecting grid all over through the house of everything, all the power centers of the house staying clear so that, you know, um, other um, entities can't enter my space and um, detract from the energy there. That sounds great. Um, but I love how you um, talk about giving stones to clients as well. Oh, that, yeah. They must absolutely be so happy for, to get that, to receive that. I know I would if I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Selenite and Kanzai yeah. because um, they, they're they self-empowering. You know, you don't have to do anything special. They're like like uh, generators all by themselves and they and they don't run out of energy, particularly selenite. Um, and um, I don't know, it just makes them feel special and that I would think to give them, uh, you know, a gift like that. And I tell them what the uh, magical qualities are. And I just say, it doesn't matter to me whether you believe it or not. I infuse the stone of Reiki and um, it just, it's like a connection with me. Um, when um, we're not in session, you know, and um, everybody I've ever given a stone always tell me they keep it like in their jewelry box, but they always keep it as a special memento of our relationship. 
Okay. So as a memento, I hadn't thought of it that way. Another way to look at it, huh? Yeah. Cause I know some people ethically don't like to give gifts to clients, but for you, I guess, can you talk a little bit about that? Is that okay for you, I guess? And you feel like there's no ethical boundary you're crossing. I don't, it doesn't, if I were to give a client, um, a pair of gloves or a book or, well, no books don't bother me, but, um, you know, something gift-like, um, um, cause books I give to them because I, I buy used books so that I can give them away. That makes sense. And I just, to me, I just get, it's just a part of the love I feel, um, and anybody that I'm trying to work with, it's just a connect. It's just, it's just a gift that shows that I care. It's not really a gift. It's, it's a, like a tool as a, for, for healing. I don't know how to explain it really. No, that's, I think that's but perfect. A tool for healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tool, tool for healing. Okay. And, um, but I think what you're saying too is purposeful. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to go get you a hundred dollar gift card to Target because <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like you as a client. Yeah, I absolutely would not do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is not something I would do selectively because I like somebody as a client. I would literally give it to anybody that I felt like was open to it. So they have to be open to it. Yeah, but some people are not open to it and still just, oh, pretty rock. <laughs> but yeah exactly they don't have to be to still get the benefits and yeah yeah so but yeah is there uh, other ideas you have about using crystals and therapy um one thing that i've started playing around with is like i got this at crystal connection in greenville and it's like a, a uh grid on a um little um i think it's a piece of birch and in it is a grid energy grid is transcribed and then i take like um small stones particularly selenite to like manifest um it's it's kind of like an affirmation but it also is like making a, a, a an affirmation of peace health and happiness more manifested uh into the physical world but when i see it you know, it reminds me of my connection to everyone, you know, because we're all connected. Yeah. And um, it just reminds me and connects me. And I like to feel like when I connect through selenite, I'm some connected to other people who are also love selenite. But it's a connection. It's a spiritual connection to my affirmations that I use to keep myself uh, grounded. Yeah. And when I feel grounded then I do a better job with my clients. So I guess in therapy, using it as a grounding tool with them. Yeah. 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 Um, I just have to do, I, I just believe in doing so much healing work on myself so that um, I have um, enough to give, you know, and that I also work on myself so that I don't allow myself to become a grain drain doesn't matter whether or not the stones really do anything what matters is what i the belief that it amplifies and that it strengthens my uh, um 
strengthens me spiritually and psychologically to do the things that I have to do. Have you ever had a client use a stone in session to just like hold some selenite when they're talking? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they usually describe it as, I think it's more like a cool energy because selenite is, Selena was a goddess owned in one uh, um, ancient tradition and that's where it gets um, its name, selenite, and it's uh, like connected to the moon and the unconscious mind. Oh, I didn't realize that. And, and um, the unconscious mind is part of what we're trying to heal because if we if our clients only work at the conscious level, what's going on in their life, then they're never really completely healed. They might heal at a superficial level, but at some level, we, they need to be able to um, become aware that their unconscious mind is like the puppeteer of a lot of things that go wrong in their conscious life. So true. Hmm. So I, I've heard that you have to clear the energy on crystals um, at times. Yeah, yeah, you Can do. Can you talk uh, more about that? Yeah, um, different different things. Um, I've tried over the years some if I felt like something was particularly um, absorbed, uh, was around something very bad or difficult, I'd bury them in the earth for a few months. Um, then there's uh, moon bathing where you put them in a window and during a full moon and uh, let the moon charge them up. But I also, you can also do it with sunlight, but sunlight, some stones are artificially colored that they, in nature, they're not the color of old ass. And if you put them in sunlight and they bleach out, then basically you weren't sold a stone that you thought you were sold. And um, so, you, you know, you have to be careful about what, what you do with them and when uh, rose quartz is particularly abused like that and you know they fade out and you realize you don't have rose quartz you have a uh, regular white crystal but um you know malachite and uh, tourmaline those i haven't seen those uh, die very often um, amethyst is one i see uh, getting die but you can if you know what you're doing, you can find those that are really good color and you know they're not dyed. But anyway, to cleaning them, you just have to be aware that what you do may affect the color of the stone if it's not what it was in, God intended it to be. Um, then there's sometimes I've uh, soaked them in like um, uh, rock salt. I haven't tried Himalayan rock salt, but, you know, it, that might would be something good to try. Um, but it's always important to set an intention that you want the uh, stone to um, to rise to its highest purpose and ability. And if you know Reiki or some type of energy um, technique, uh, infuse it with that. But it also infuses an affirmation in your mind where you are grounding yourself and you're calming. It's, it's like meditation. It's uh, relaxing and it make it just makes me feel better and uh, more in tune with myself. I have to be in tune with myself to really and grounded in myself to really 
be empathically attuned with my clients to be able to to help them and guide them. Yeah, so true. So what would happen if you didn't clear them? Will they not be as effective or? Well, all right. So this sounds weird, but it's okay. (laughs) Just just share it. (laughs) Well, the stone will fall off to me. Oh, okay. I don't know how to explain it. It just will feel off and I will not use it. I'll put it aside until I can, until I can do something with it, um, cleanse it in some way. Um, uh, recharge it with Reiki. We've um, been a Reiki master, which has been about uh, well eight years now. Um, I usually just charge everything with Reiki instead of doing the other things. But stellanite is really, really good. It's like a it's, it's like a uh, energy battery, and you can um, put stones that have been damaged in some way with with selenite. And selenite will will help you diffuse anything negative and re-energize them. That's good to know. And I knew there was all different ways, but yeah, I'm I appreciate all the effort you shared with that too on how you clear that because I hadn't thought about Reiki using Reiki to also charge and cleanse them. That's a, a good fact for people to learn. Yeah, and and honestly, um, Reiki is becoming. I don't, I haven't listened to your podcast about, I don't think you, I can't remember if you've done. Yeah. Yeah. We've done some, but yeah, it's becoming more, um, what is the word allowed, accepted into the counseling profession now. And, um, sometimes if a client is, um, open, I will do distant Reiki on a telehealth call. Um, just because when it, when it feels right, you know, so you, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm getting ready to move into a new office, um, and so I'll probably buy in, um, some uh, new selenite to um, put in the corners of my new office, and um, oh, maybe even some other large stones. I think I got a piece of amethyst right now that probably weighs about 25, 30 pounds. So you're talking really big stones. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, that's what's in my house is stones that weigh at least five to 10 pounds. You know, now the, the smaller stones I'll use for smaller uh, areas. And, but I, I, it's because I don't want to be offensive to uh, people who are Christians who might be turned off by some of the stuff I do. Um, it doesn't hurt anybody. You know, um, there are far more people who are open to this type of addition to therapy than you might think. That's true too. Mm-hmm. And these clients tend to be very uh, intimidated and even afraid of being honest about who they are with their spirituality. And so they, um, it's, it's a relief, it's a healing thing to them to have a therapist who's owed to spirit, different spiritual um, beliefs uh, and techniques, such as um, healing with stones and Reiki and aromatherapy. Um, it just, it, it makes me feel like that I'm being more, more of a holistic healer and not just a mental health counselor. True. Yeah, I can see that. So you mentioned using selenite like in your office, because I know I've used some black tourmaline. Uh-huh. So is that a good idea for a therapist to have some of that just for clearing negative energy and keeping good energy in their space? 
Yeah, 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 I do. Not everybody is going to be aware they're bringing in bad stuff, but, but if sensitive and you're empathetic and empathetic people just it just seems to we absorb it without even when we do protection you know I, I imagine like white light surrounding and protecting me like a um a coat of honor uh, armor um i think it's from ephesians um 12 or 13 where it talks about being girded in a with God girding you in, in a, um, I can't remember okay. what it is, but um, anyway, beside the point, but visualizations help me with feeling uh, like I can protect myself. However, it just adds another layer. If you have a, you know, strong stones, I even wear certain amulets sometimes, depending if I'm feeling, um, weaker um i have one particular stone stone uh set that's uh, called mary magdalene and um i've always felt a uh, connection to mary magdalene because after jesus died um she um helped draw the community together that followed him and not that i have the the, the job mary magdalene had but i can I do connect with her and I like the stones uh, that are put together because I like the idea of drawing people together in the name of spirit. Yes. It's like a reminder, a token of, of a past history of women reaching out into the community to help people heal. Sounds like, like a, a feminine kind of energy connection yeah. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you mentioned something about grids and crystal grids, and I've heard this before, but I've never quite understood what it was. Can you share what are crystal grids and how can they be helpful? Um, do you know anything about sacred geometry? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard it of it. <laughs> That's um, about it. I might have a hard time explaining it then. Okay. Just um, do your best. Okay. So there are mathematically certain geometric patterns that um, are more prone to to bring in more positive powers of light and healing. And um, one is the Star of David. If you have a Star of David, like drawn on, I, I think like on uh, it doesn't have to be a certain type of wood you could even do it on a canvas if you're in the paint but draw it out you know use your compass get your uh, degrees and all correct as to what you want mathematically to um, this geometric grid to manifest and then you do your research and you find the right stones to amplify the different points on the Star of David, and uh, on the inside, there are like circles and triangles um, that you can also enhance with um, small stones. Um, it doesn't have to be any particular one, but, you know, you want particular strong stones on your tips. Okay. Does that kind of... That gives me some... Sense? some. I'm very visual, so yeah, I'm just kind of visual, visualize it in my head. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
another thing I forgot about is like a pound of small chip stones and then you get like a, a um, at least a six inch selenite wand to stir the stones and um, oh you can it's you can like cleanse your hands in the stones take off in like after before reiki or after reiki um, to cleanse off anything that you may have energetically stuck to your hands uh, just you know as well as wash your hands in water but um, you know, I stir them up with selenite, and then I put my hands in there, and just, if we're, nothing else, it feels good, and it's it's the thought that counts. Yes, you know, no, that's a great strategy. That it washes your your hands clean, and I've been toying with the idea of bringing that in the office, and way I've been thinking about using it with clients is like if they feel like they have something that they're carrying something in their heart. If they, if they imagine that they can pull it from their heart and then they cleanse their hands into stones with the selenite, then that can purge that image can help them purge what they were carrying. Oh, that's great. Wow. I can see the imagery of that too. Just of the clients, like cleansing their hands with the stones and selenite and yeah. And, that, and it would be, I would think it would be almost intentional practice too. Yeah. It's an intentional practice. You, you know, you visualize, you, you focus, you know, you, you um, imagine you, you visualize yourself being rid of that, of what you do not want to carry any longer um, in your heart or your hands. Which sounds like affirmation too, doesn't it? Yeah. It is all a, a method of affirmation. It's just that I, I used to keep everything in my head, but I found through working with, with stones that um, stones help me feel like I've manifested energy on earth. It makes me, it, it, it just, it feels, it helps me feel more secure. It helps me remind me that I'm grounded. Um, you know, it, it's just really a healing and supportive practice for me. Yeah, sounds like it. So what would you say to a listener who has never bought a crystal, doesn't know much about it, and is listening now and they just want to get started? What would be a first step? Um, quartz crystal is usually pretty good. Um, what I like to do with quartz crystal, if you're a beginner, is hold it up to light and see if you can find a rainbow in it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's just no going back because then you start noticing in some of the quartz crystals, there are little pyramids and different shapes. But the pyramids and the rainbows are highly desirable. Um, and they just make you happy when you look at look up, hold them up to the light. And, you know, you don't have to believe they've got any mysterious magical powers just for the joy of a sparkling stone you know, to, to see what it looks like. And it's something that's not too expensive. It's not like you have to, to spend thousands of dollars to get a diamond. Now, there is something called a Herkimer diamond, which is another really strong, powerful stone. But don't let me get off on just talking about stones. <laughs> you know, but, a, lot, a lot about a lot of different ones. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been studying them about 30 years. So. Yeah, that's amazing. 
And another one uh, that's usually good is amethyst and rose quartz. Those are three, probably the beginner stones, but, you know, if, my, my preference is selenite and amethyst at this point in my life. Rose quartz just feels too gentle and weak, and I, I need the heavy guns for what I, where I'm going uh, on this journey. <laughs> and the 25-pound stones. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's amazing. So I know <laughs> you mentioned um, when you sent me an email that you have an affirmation that helps you. So could you share that affirmation today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, took this meditation class um, with a, um, a friend who is a Buddhist and um, she's just a really remarkable person, but she taught a six month uh, class in um, meditation techniques and each taught a class or uh, meditation techniques and one woman you know she was a she used affirmations but she was also still you know comfortable with Christianity and included it into her meditation uh, practice and it goes be still and know that I am God so you start, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. That's it. You you know, but it's it's just, you can do, it's easy to do like a circular meditation and it's just find it very, very soothing and very, I feel it, find, I find it very calming and connecting to God or spirit or whatever you know God to be. Yeah. Now that seems simple, but so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's very grounding. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know, be still, be. Be. And just be. We don't have enough of being in this world, do we? No, we don't. We don't. We don't have a Stillness is such an important part of a meditation practice and our minds are way too busy. And so probably the most important part of my spiritual practice is stillness and quiet. Um, I get a lot out of Eckhart Tolle. Um, He um, wrote a book some years ago called Stillness Speaks and it does. You know, a lot of people are very afraid to allow their mind to be quiet and let God or spirit or whoever you know as as God to come through you. It doesn't have to be words, but it can be a feeling. And I don't know, I just put all those things together and it helps me feel complete and and happy and grounded. Nice connected it sounds like too yeah yeah i have to i can't be just in my head to feel connected to my spirituality i have to be able to touch uh touch taste smell hear um you know sound with at different um uh, hertz is as good i because of one of your uh, other podcast on um um the singing bowls yes become my new favorite and I am sweet saving to get my own 
uh, crystal healing bowls. Uh, yeah, note the word crystal in there. Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I've just, uh, the thought of making sound with, with crystals is just really powerful. Oh, mm. I just love the idea. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? Um, I, uh, I'm on Facebook, but I'm, I'm, I'm old fashioned. You got to realize in six months, I'm going to be 60. I just, I, I'm okay. not in the Instagram, uh, uh, Snapchat or any others. I, I mean, I am on Facebook and you can find me on the Thrive Mind Counseling and Wellness, um, uh, website. Um, and you'll find my bio there and you'll find a list of all the things that I do that are not overtly spiritual but everything that I do has a spiritual background but um and at least until the end of this year Valley Center for Life Enrichment in Halifax County and uh through uh Thrive Mind is in Jacksonville North Carolina and um I'll do probably mainly telehealth with them, but I'll also be doing uh, some hypnosis face-to-face with clients in Jacksonville around once a month. Very good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this great information on crystals, Teresa. You're welcome. And I'm so happy you could come on today. And I want to send a big thank you to my listeners for tuning in and continuing to support the podcast. If you haven't yet rated and reviewed the podcast, please make it a part of your day today so we can keep this podcast going. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor, over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.